There we go. All right. It's June 29th, 2022. It's Wednesday. So happy Wednesday, Ben. Um, we uh, wanted to talk about a little NFL today on BNT Talking Sports, BNT Talk Sports. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to. We're just going to go do some division predictions, maybe talk about the playoffs and who we think is going to maybe win the Super Bowls, kind of do some too early predictions. And we'll start off for the AFC. If we get into it, then we'll go NFC. If not, we'll just make a part two. Perfect. I think the AFC is more fun, so. Yeah, we'll st- we'll make it we'll make it a little fun, more fun. So, all right. So, Ben, what what do you want to start off with? Which division you can pick? Let's start with the East. All right, East. Bills, Pats, Dolphins, and Jets. Ooh. Do we want to go? That's... Maybe like we go. We each pick. Like we start by saying who we want to go who we think is going to finish last, and then we work our way up. Yeah, we can do that. We'll uh, go. Do, you want to, do you want to go first with your last place AFC East team? Yeah, I'm going to go. I honestly think I, I, I would probably I go mine. Dolphins. I think I'd go Dolphins here at number four. I, like They picked up Tyreek Hill which I think was a really big pickup, but also there's a part of me that doesn't really think Tyreek Hill is all that great. He's just very fast, which is great. But well, I, I think Tyreek Hill is great. I think the issue is that two is your quarterback and he stinks. And I think it's ridiculous that there's people who still buy into him. Well, he seems very obviously not good to me. Um, I really Tyree don't. Kale says otherwise. Tyree Kale says he's more accurate yeah, than. I mean, Patrick Mahomes say that he sucks. I mean, what, what's <laughs> yeah. he gonna say? Like, yeah, I, mean, I just want I mean, to live I mean, in Miami and make bank. I think, <laughs> you know, I think there's a difference though between saying like he obviously doesn't have to say you know that he thinks Tua is a bad quarterback, but he doesn't have he to doesn't go, have to go out, that far. He doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have to go after Mahomes like that. So it's just very interesting yeah. to me. No, but... I, I think it's interesting too. I, I think though that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement that I don't love the fact, I don't love the Dolphins, like, especially mostly because I don't love Tua. And yeah. I hear about like how he's going to be like good and stuff. It's like, okay, then let's do it. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I'll kind of play devil's advocate here as well. Like, I think Tua still, like, has promise, you know. Like, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's only, like, a couple – was was this his this second his year? third year. Third year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think, you know, it might be a little too harsh to kind of come after him. And prediction that he'll do like he is a bad quarterback. I mean, obviously, I'm not disagreeing. I, I think he struggles. I think just yeah. the, I think being in Miami, it's just that's just a tough area to be in. But I, uh, yeah, I just don't, I, I don't see it with him. When I watch either. him too, like I'm like the ceiling just seems so low to me. He's not after yeah. injuries. I feel like he's not as mobile as he used to be. And like the arm talent, like, mm, eh. yeah, eh. you know, it's the worst think, passer easily in that division. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. it was a worthy cause to invest in him. I just think right now it's just not panning out. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean, like they're they're in a fine position because if he ends up not working out, like I feel like you got a very desirable situation for a quarterback. I mean, one, it's Miami; it's a desirable place to go play. Plus, you you have Tyreek Hill. You have the weapons around you. You have what seems like a good head coach that has had a good defense the last couple of years. If for mm-hmm. me, it just comes down to him. But 
Um, I don't even have them as my fourth place team, though. My fourth yeah. place team in the AFC East is the New England Patriots. You know, that was that's going to be my third place team. So, yeah, the same. Yeah. I was um, kind of deciding between the two, which might be a little bit of a, a shock maybe to some of our listeners. So, why do you did you have the Dolphins at three? Yeah. Okay. So, we have you had the, the Patriots Pats. at three. So, we just flipped them. Exactly. But we have, so we have the Pats and the Dolphins, yeah, at the bottom. So talk to me about the Patriots then. Um, one, I think Mac Jones is fine. Fine, yeah. not great. Fine, not very mobile. He's an accurate passer. Um, I think he's pretty good. Um, the issue though is I think they're a mediocre team last year. They're a team that made it to the playoffs and then got just boat raced. Um. And I think you got worse dramatically. The one place that I look when I look to see where they're at is that um, Josh McDaniels is left as offensive coordinator and the two candidates still competing and running the offense are Matt Patricia and Joe judge. (laughs) Like I can't Uh, think of two stupider people to have running their offense. I, I just know you're one of the biggest Patricia fans out there. Yeah, well, like any person who's a Detroit Lions fan will tell you Matt Patricia is incompetent. He has no idea what he's doing. He's an idiot. He divides the locker room. All of his players hate him. Um, He thinks that he's entitled to whatever because he just rode Brady's coattails. Yeah. I, that's what, that's what all of these guys did. This whole there's this whole like toxic Patriots culture where they all think they were part of why they were successful. And you know what was the recipe for success in New England? 90% Tom Brady. 90. Mm-hmm. 90% <laughs> Tom Brady with a little like the 10% Bill Belichick. But like I'm kind of even getting a little skeptical of him. Because outside of Brady, he's done nothing. Nothing. They have not been good. Outside yeah. of Brady. I think, again, I'll play the other hand here. I think it's hard to compare when, you know, the arguably the best quarterback of all time was on your team, yeah. you know, and then now you're trying to build a team. Basically, you're trying to build a whole new team Yeah, back. And he was able to – Belichick and Jones were able – and Mac Jones were able to make it to the – playoffs and they actually had a pretty decent season for mm-hmm. Mac Jones rookie year and I think you can always when you see the Patriots apart from the year before with Cam Newton when he was running the show you think of the Patriots and you think they're going to compete you know like yeah. most of the time you can count on them giving whatever opponent whether it's the Chiefs or the Rams or even the lower tier teams like Brown, not Browns, um, <laughs> maybe old school Browns, but yeah. or a team like the Lions or mm-hmm. a team like the Giants or the Jets, whatever you want to call yeah. or whatever team you want to say. I think they tend to play to their competition. And I think that's what Belichick does. Yeah. And with Tom Brady, it didn't happen all that often. But now you're trying to build yeah. a new team, and the expectations are so high. And so I feel like it's a tough yeah. place to be in if you're Belichick. But I don't yeah. think you're wrong when you say that you are skeptical of him because I'm skeptical yeah. of the offensive staff. That like I think that I think Mac Jones is fine. I think. Their offensive line's pretty good. Um, their receivers, for some reason, Bill Belichick cannot, for his entire life, bring in a good receiver. Tom Brady's yeah. like, please, please get me good receivers. And he just refused to, and that's why he left. Um, it, it's just, I think there's also a degree with the Patriots is, of course, I'm biased because of the lot, but, like, there's just, like, this, such, like, 
like arrogance and stubbornness with them. They're not going to yeah. change the way they do things. They're not going to be innovative. Matt Patricia, he ran the show by just having them just run. Like he played like it was a 1950s team. Like <laughs> I think it's mostly the offense for me that I just – and I think there's just this like short man syndrome that they have to like – they're doing everything in their power just to prove that they can be good without Brady. Yeah, and they're just getting true. kind of punked by him right now. Um, so I know I'm taking I'm I'm going out with like a it's kind of a, a leap to have him finish last in the division, but I'm going with it. And I certainly don't think they're gonna be better than they were last year. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think it's too far fetched yeah. to say that they could finish last. Uh, and again, going back on Bill Bilichek's reputation i really don't see the difference between what Belichick has done these past few years especially like with brady and what bruce arians is doing with brady and tampa like there's just i just don't see yeah and i don't even i don't even think bruce arians is a very especially good coach i don't also be very good i think he's smart though in the sense of he just kind of let he lets Brady do his thing, I think. Yeah, you know, which is what Brady is. wanted, and I feel like exactly. he's earned that. And, I mean, like, I, I want to, like, clarify, like, I'm not some big Brady homer. I think you know yeah. that. Like, and, like, to be honest, when he left New England, I thought, like, I always thought Bill Belichick was the main guy and that Brady was yeah. just kind of like well, – I mean, of course, I wasn't disputing how good Brady was, but I thought it was, like, if we're going on like who to credit, I thought it was more Belichick than Brady. And now I've completely yeah. flipped the last couple of years. Um, and so I just think, like, I think this is kind of the beginning of the end of Belichick. Not like they're going to fire him, but like, I don't know if they finish fourth this year. Do you, like, is it impossible for him to just go, you know what? I just don't have it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the cards, you know? Yeah, and again, I agree with you in the sense I I think this could start to be the beginning of the end of Belichick, and I think it's got to start somewhere, and I think this very well could be a year where it starts. Um, Yeah, you're also losing. uh, You're also losing parts of your defense, so the defense might not be consistent at all you know there's a lot of questions there for sure so i i can mm-hmm. i can agree with that so i all think right. we have the same second and first in the same order i would assume unless you're you really gonna... riding that zach wilson train but i don't think you're riding it that far no i am not as much as i would love to as a byu fan yeah and obviously a Zach Wilson fan. Uh, they, I would be very, very surprised along with everybody else in the football world if they ended up taking first place yeah. in this division, AFC East. But I don't think it is – I think football – I think the football world, the NFL community can agree that the Jets are brewing something that there yeah. is. And I do say that biased because I, I love Zach Wilson. Yeah. And so I will say that, but it's, I think they had, they had a really good draft this past draft. They, One of the best drafts in the NFL probably. Yeah. And, you know, picking up some, uh, picking up, you know, you got another running Tight back from Brees Hall. Yeah, you got a receiver and from Ohio State and Garrett Wilson. You got the cornerback from the University of Cincinnati, and Sauce. then you're picking up free agency from Cincinnati, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And there's some. They already know, had some pieces there too. They brought back Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore. They improved the offensive line. They even had yeah. some some pieces, some young, cheap 
they're not maybe starter pieces, but you're getting starters and moving some of those guys into, you know, depth positions. They're just, they're, they're getting good. And I also love the coaching staff there. I'm a big yeah. believer in Robert Sala and then Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brothers, the OC this is going to be a second year calling play. So I think he's going to be better now, but he was the passing game coordinator <clears throat> who didn't call plays when he was with San Francisco with Robert Sala. And I just think, I think they got to think a good thing going there. And I agree. I, I do buy into Sala and what they're, again, the direction that they're headed towards. Yeah. I think a lot of people will, I was going to say a lot of people who listen to this, but we probably only get that. Uh, I think people's natural reaction is, oh, Zach Wilson, you know, what do you throw? I'm looking at this. He had nine touchdown passes and 11 interceptions, and he also had like a few rushing touchdowns. And so it's Obviously, those aren't spectacular numbers, but the final probably like five or six games of the season was you could obviously see an improvement in Zach Wilson with literally no first stringers on the offense, whether it's wide receivers or offensive line. He, it was just very tough situation, but he was making it work and they were able to compete pretty well. And he actually, the, like the last little chunk of the season compared to the first half, wherein he had, you know, that four interception game. And, and then Mike White came in and they, he threw for 400 something yards. And people were like, oh, you know, Mike White, he's the guy. And then the next game, he also throws four interceptions. And so there's, I think there's a lot of growing pains with the Jets. And like you said, I think they picked up quite a bit of weapons and even had some more in Elijah Moore. love Elijah Moore. I love, love, love Corey Davis. Love Corey Davis. I think that is Zach Wilson's best receiver. I think they have, like, the best, I guess, connection. That's his favorite target. So – I and I don't really think the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. I don't think they'll be that far apart. I think it'll all be pretty darn close as far as records. But yeah. I think the Jets would end out on top. That's kind of like I think you and me can also agree that us saying that the Jets finishing seconds also a bit of a leap. Also, oh, not it definitely a is. very popular pick, but. You know, that's why that's why we do this. That's why we talk sports. That's why BT talk sports is yeah. to bring up maybe a little bit of a different different perspective. And so I uh I agree. I'm really excited for the Jets this year. Again, and I am biased, so um I'll be I'll be trying to watch quite a bit this year. Yeah, and it rides on Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson is what he was last year, they probably finished fourth. But if he's pretty good, takes a leap. He doesn't have to be fantastic, but he's just, like, pretty good, pretty solid. The pieces are there for them to win nine, ten games. Um, yeah. And then to the Bills, I I don't really think there's much to say. They got better. They got Vaughn Miller. Um, and they're just – Josh Allen is so good. They're just really good. It's crazy that we're at a point with the Buffalo Bills where it's like there's no need to even really talk about them. It's just kind of like the only thing I guess we'll talk about is when we get more in-depth about, like, who they're playing in the playoffs. But, Mm -hmm. like, before that, it's just kind of like probably going to win 12 to 14 games and be the one or two seed. I'm not even sure if there's – is there anything else you want to add? I don't even have anything to add. No, and we apologize to our to our Buffalo region out there who were really excited to hear our take. No, I mean, like, Um, I feel like I feel like if you're a Buffalo fan, you like hearing people just go, 
like, eh, they're going to win the division easily. It's just a matter of when the, whether they win the Super Bowl or not. It's like the question. Yeah, I I agree that. A good I place to be at. You know, playing Pat, the Pats, the Dolphins, and the Jets, they might lose once. Yeah, once or twice maybe. Twice, I that I think that's even pushing it. Losing I think twice, it's pushing but... it. I'm just trying to be like reason, like yeah, I was being generous to those yeah. other teams, but I think yeah, yeah, I think I think the Jets yeah, beat them once. I think the Jets could. I think it would yeah. have to be in New York though. Yeah, and Zach Wilson's think... gonna. It's gonna turn into a shootout where like Zach Wilson turns into like. COVID BYU Zach Wilson, and then they win 41-38. I feel like that's like the one division loss that the Bills. But have. you know, like it could be anyone. So I'm yeah, I'm interested to see. And I, Tua, I think, Tua like you said, Tua just yeah, just wins, wins just every game and just becomes the Heisman player that he was. But I think, like you said, the expectation. For the Bills, not only for their fans, but basically by everyone else, is that they should make it to the AFC Championship at least. And it's almost like a Super Bowl or bust kind of year. So I agree. um, But even if they make it to the Super Bowl, I think that'd be a successful year. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, I think this is going to be the time, the window in which the Bills can. And win so I uh yeah I don't really have much else to say so let's move on to a different division shall we uh you picked yeah. right you did east let's do north let's let's stay right up north so we got Ravens Browns Steelers Bengals. and Bengals Ooh. so let's why don't you start us off Ben who's your number four there kind of off the bat Okay, um, before we get into this, I'm just going to say, are we assuming, are we going based off of, um, let's just say, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to call out anybody specifically, but, like, let's say there were some, like, star quarterback who got, like, 30 to 40 happy ending massages, like, mm. are we, like, theoretically, not saying that there's one of those in this division, but are we going with him playing? And if there is a backup who desperately wants to get out and doesn't want to play for that team, who may either have to play for that team or may sit out, and then they may have to play a third quarterback, are we just like just going to disregard that for the sake of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard to do. Sorry, that's hypothetical. That. That's all a theory. Yeah. Thing. None of that's real. You know, but... you know it, no matter who's the quarterback for this, this hypothetical quarterback for this hypothetical team that could or could not be in this division, we won't say. Um, but the Browns, uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, Steelers. I don't, no, yeah, I don't even think the Browns would be last in even in the situation oh, no, 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 no. where. No, 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 no. And I wasn't trying to imply that. I just meant just before we started. Uh, Should we just know, assume it, that they're full strength? Let's go full strength. Okay. Easy. But, Four Steelers. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I think I'm excited to see Kenny Pickett. I hope he gets the start. Um, yeah. Don't sleep on I, Mitch, though. I. You know, this is what I see with Mitch Trubisky is that he has just came from kind of a really rough career so far. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had one really good year with the Bears, and then the Bears just have fallen apart the past couple of years. So from like a psychological side, I see Mitch Trubisky struggling and at a loss of confidence, and now – it's either he or this hotshot rookie, and I think he's going to feel the pressure. So whether or not he, whether or not he performs under that pressure or not, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a short leash. 
So even if Trubisky does start, if he doesn't perform after a couple of games, I think they're going to throw in Pickett. Kenny Pickett. And unlike Trubisky, Pickett has the benefit of the doubt that he's a rookie. So if he does play not up to standards, they can just say, oh, well, he's a rookie. You know, he, you're, yeah. you're not expecting him to struggle. Yeah. So, or sorry, you're not expecting him to excel as much as no. his struggle. He yeah. is to struggle. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had a you know, very great career, very respectable career. If the But not the last, like, Steelers. three years. Yeah, it's just – it was time. And so I think you have receivers like Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Uh, I love – Pat Fryermuth, Fryermuth. I don't know how to yeah, say. Yeah, Fryermuth. and then Najee, Najee Harris. I think is going to be a very big factor, but also at the same time, I think that's going to be an obvious to the opposing team's defense that yeah. they're going to stack the box and force Trubisky or Pickett or whoever's behind the center to really throw the ball and beat them. I I, I really think it comes down to quarterback. And also, yeah. I feel like putting Pittsburgh fourth in this division like isn't even that insulting, because especially if we're saying Deshaun Watson, let's say Deshaun Watson plays this year, like, like it's a good division. And yeah, like, I mean, a- I think, I think Pittsburgh. One thing that I'm kind of forgetting, I think we all forget, is like Pittsburgh made the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger. So like, oh, they almost did it though. Yeah, they they absolutely should not have. I'm not saying, but uh, well, we and, and we'll get into that when we no, like that game against yeah. the Chiefs was just over immediately. Yeah, they weren't even playing was, the same sport. Yeah, it was. You know, I think we can thank. I think the Steeler community can thank Coach Staley out of the Los Angeles Chargers for for uh, having having them in the playoffs, but. Oh, yeah. yeah, I I agree. I'm very much in part of the community that is not expecting much out of Pittsburgh because they're more or less in the rebuilding phase of their most prized possession in Roethlisberger, who is now gone. And now you have a rookie quarterback or a once proven quarterback, but now on the decline. Yeah, I I fighting I'm for that more under, If they're successful this year, I think it's because Mitch is good. Because okay. I loved um at least the problem is like I used to be of the thought that Mitch isn't good. I kept that energy the entire time that he was the Bears quarterback. But where I flipped as unreasonable as this is is when he was just popping off. In, with the Bills in a preseason game. I was like, wait, against the Bears. Like, there's something here. I was like, maybe this guy was just the product of Nagy being an absolute idiot. So I think it's I think hard it's to, to say that he is. Yeah. Yeah, Nagy's an idiot. So it's not like he really had a fair shot. This is his yeah. shot to prove whether he's legit or not. Because he looked really good in the limited times at Buffalo. Like, and I think that preseason game is what got him another starting opportunity, to be honest. Um, oh. but I am not a Kenny Pickett believer. You're not. Like, no. Like I thought he was I thought he was very good, but it was like, I don't know. I just watch him and I go, as an NFL guy, I just don't really see I just feel like he's another Mitch Trubisky. I don't know what he brings you that's different. They're the same th- thing in my eyes. I thought, at least in college, what, who, I'm trying to remember the drafts. I I think Pickett, would, in my opinion, was probably the best quarterback in that draft. Doesn't say much, though. It does, yeah. I mean, against Malik Willis. Against Matt Crowell. Yeah, that's uh, it, really, right? <laughs> I, I don't think there was any other. Ritter. Ritter was did the was it Mond of A and M? Um, huh? 
Who's the quarterback out of Texas A&M who got – didn't he get drafted? Maybe, I, maybe I'm just not remembering it right. Because A&M's quarterback was um, Zach Calzada, who's now the quarterback. Calzada. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's He's right. A true That's right. Maybe I was just thinking. Maybe I was just thinking that. I gosh. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Over the Anyways, place, but... we don't think Pittsburgh. We don't buy Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I'm curious that or Corral, uh, Matt Corral, got drafted to the Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. So you're right. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking some SEC quarterback. Yeah. Um. So Ole Miss there, but um, I don't know why I thought of Mond. What was his name? Kelly Mond? Helen Mond. Oh, it's because he was he, he was a rookie this past year. Okay. Okay. That okay. The that backup for the Vikings. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, so I think that's enough on the Steelers. Let's go. Yeah. My number three would probably be I want to go Browns. Even if Deshaun Watson plays. I think, and the reason why I say that, I think even Mayfield plays, even if they have, I don't even know who their third stringer is. I think it's Jacoby uh, Brissett. Uh, the quarterback that played at Louisville forever ago. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he was out of Louisville. Good call. I did not um, <laughs> that, so. I, uh, but I think whoever is going to play, this is my logic. Deshaun yeah. Watson is a very talented quarterback, uh-huh. but he hasn't played in a while. And amidst all these off the field allegations and off the field issues. scrutiny and issues, yeah, whatever you want to call him, whether he's innocent or not, you know, we're not going to discuss that on this podcast, but I think that's just a lot of pressure. Yeah. And. And he's not even going back to his old team, you know, an old system. This is a completely new system yeah, with new divisional opponents and a new environment. He's not in Houston, Texas. It's going to be, you know, yeah. colder Cleveland outdoors. Yeah. And so not that all, not that those are going to take major factors, but I think a lot of these little factors it's going to be a growing pains kind of year for him. Mm-hmm. And Baker Mayfield, yeah. I think Baker Mayfield is a decent quarterback. He's better than and, what he was last year after he got hurt. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was fun and exciting when the Browns made the playoffs with him because whatever of whatever pieces. And they played the Chiefs that year very well. Yeah, in the playoffs, but I, I obviously he's pretty upset at the, this whole situation with the Cleveland Browns, basically telling him, "Hey, we don't want you anymore," and "Oh, we actually might need you back." Yeah, and he just wants out of there by taking a guy who had already had those allegations before and then giving him a pay raise. Yeah, so there's a lot of issues there and yeah all i'll say is that i understand why baker mayfield would be like screw you guys i'm not playing yeah uh, so i would get it under it's yeah it's very especially when he chose to play through an injury and then they used him as the scapegoat for one succeed not even a big baker mayfield fan but i just really think they did him dirty yeah it's very unfair to mayfield and if you have percent at quarterback, I think he's goat. a good third stringer. I think that's a yeah. good guy to like have. Like, if your he third ends string. up having to go because Baker and Deshaun can't, I can't name a better. Yeah, I can't name a. If you told me that we you were on your third string quarterback, I'd be like, oh no. But then if I heard it was Jacoby Brissett, I'd be like, oh, not that bad. Yeah, exactly. Not great still, but like, if yeah, that sounds better than our our third string quarterback. Yeah, because wasn't he? What was his last stint per se? Was it with the Broncos Miami. or it was Miami? Okay. Last year, 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he played a, a big chunk of that season with Tua hurt, like always. Yeah, I think oh. he was fine. Yeah, I think I'm going to look at his stats real quick from last year. Let's. He played in 11 games. He had five Jeez. touchdowns, wow. four interceptions. Uh, he threw for 1,200 yards. I. Sorry, he's uh, he played in eleven games. He started in five, and he was two and three. Oh, I'm not sure what those games were, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. If this guy, you know, he has some experience. You know, he came to the league, um, 2016. So I think, you know, he's, yeah. I I don't want to dive too deep into Jacoby Brissett, but <laughs> it's not what the listeners want. I mean, maybe Jacoby Brissett's family and, you know, his loved ones are listening to this. And what if we were just a Jacoby Jacoby Brissett over here? Yeah, what if we were just a Jacoby Brissett podcast in Louisville? We could just have that region just in the palm of our hands, you know? That would be be kind of fun. Um, But, yeah, I think – if Brissett ends up being the quarterback, I think they'll be neck and neck with the Steelers, though, for last place. I think just both organizations, the Steelers are kind of in that rebuilding phase, and they're really riding and dying on their quarterback situation. Yeah. And I think with it's kind of the same with the Browns, but I like Nick Chubb a lot and so I think they'll have a slight that's edge that's slightly better edge than uh the Steelers so yeah I mean it's similar to the Steelers but I feel like the upside of what the Browns have is dramatically better you know yeah like where they're they're loaded everywhere else but I think the Browns are better everywhere else too it's better defense um maybe not receivers like pass catchers. I mean, you got David and Joku. You have Amari Cooper. Oh yeah. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones. It's another one that came to mind. He's pretty good. But yeah, then Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then probably the best offensive line in football. So, yeah. um, and that is why those reasons are why I have the Browns second in the division. Because I think that no matter who the quarterback is, I think they can be successful. Because one-armed Baker Mayfield last year was still like a game away from the playoffs. Because I think they're just so good everywhere else besides quarterback. Like so good. That just even like mediocre quarterback play is great. And gets enough to go to the playoffs. Um, But the team that I have in third – is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Interesting. They were in the Super Bowl last year, so. Yes, they were. But we could go back and see a team that came from nowhere and then loses in the Super Bowl almost always doesn't make the playoffs next year. Give Give me an example. Carolina Panthers. Good example. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Um, I believe they didn't. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs because everyone got hurt the next year. Um, hmm. I have to look up some other ones, but I know there are. I know there are. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think. They, I. I wonder if it's so, not even, I don't uh, even think negatively of them. Yeah. I just think that like they'll kind of come back down to earth for a little bit. And then I think the next year things will even out again. I think they win like nine games this year. And then I think next year, the year after, or like the year after this upcoming year, they win like 10, 11. Yeah. And then yeah. they're in the conversation. I just think they got, I think it's just like easy for a team to kind of dip a little bit like that. Yeah, I I mean, I very much agree. It would not surprise me if that happened with the Bengals, but 
I that's why I'm gonna put them at number two for me because maybe not because of a that like trend that you're talking about where teams that kind of make a run to the Super Bowl just end yeah. up having a down year, but I actually think the Bengals will make the playoffs. And I think because they still have guys like Jamar Chase and T Higgins yeah. and didn't they add some offensive linemen as well? I think mm-hmm. they're, because that was the biggest issue for Joe Burrow was the offensive line. And so the line was so bad. Yeah. So I think they're trying. It was a to, miracle they made it that far. Yeah. I, was, I still, I still, I watched the entire game and left the AFC championship game confused as to how they won. And they were like, they like so obviously the inferior team and then just won. And they almost kind of snuck a Super Bowl win out too. They, they really did. They were competitive. competitive. Yeah. It came down to Aaron Donald in the final, final play, um, you know, their defense stepping up. And so I, yeah, I, but I think that's kind of Joe Burrow's MO and the coaching staff there. Yeah. I think they are what maybe some people would call sneaky where they just hang around in games long enough to kind of attack at the end and maybe, you know, try to, I, you know, I'm going like this with my hands, like, like a jab or like a stab, you know, almost like a snake, you know, they yeah. really like attack you when you're weak and or when you kind take the, just, when you take your foot off the pedal for a little bit. And that's what exactly. The second because again they stick they got around. that killer instinct. I know that's a cliche, killer. <laughs> but killer like instinct. They, they're they're that like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, those guys like they are those guys. Yeah, like they, LSU. They, uh-huh. And that oh. was a great team. And I love I love Joe Burrow. I'm just glad I'm just happy that he's not getting like I think I think it'd be good for him because he's cool and he's awesome. But like the Bengals being really good and really relevant makes ESPN make him annoying. And it's nothing he's yeah. doing wrong. It's just ESPN likes to just shove people down your throats. Make you ES- hate ESPN ten years ago was so great. And these past mm-hmm. ten years ESPN has just become the most annoying media outlet yeah. and, and that and that exists. Yeah. And so speaking uh, speaking of ESPN, they all just talked about how Lamar Jackson is gonna be trash and that he was a running back and there's no point in him even playing quarterback in the NFL. And so that leads me to or leads us both to our number one team, which is the Baltimore Ravens, which the reason I have the Ravens won is because they were really darn close last year to sneaking into the playoffs, but they didn't because before the season even started, they're on like their fourth string running back and their star safety Marcus Peters was already out for the season. So I think that with a healthy team there, I think that they're probably, they're the team to beat in the AFC North. I, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that's shocking to anyone thinking that the no. Ravens will be on top. I, this is what I will admit. I watching when I was watching there, there's some takes I have where I feel like for the most part, um, I think I've been watching sports long enough and I love football and basketball, especially to the point where when I see a player in college, I feel like for the most part, I can look at them and say, you know, I think this person will be pretty good in the the NFL or the NBA, or honestly, this person is a good college player, but they're not going to make it in the NFL. I thought that about Trey Young. I was like, Trey Young's such a great college player, but he's not going to do anything in the NBA and look at him now, all-star, and he's the star player for the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks and yeah. definitely pr- has proven me wrong. 
And I thought very similarly with Lamar Jackson. I thought, you know, he Lamar Jackson's a great college quarterback at Louisville. Yeah, he's very, very much Michael Vick-esque. Mm-hmm. He's very fast, very mobile. He's tough to stop running. And when he throws, he can throw. Yeah. But I think, you know, he's too small or he's not your typical NFL quarterback where he's like a pocket passer. And a lot of like his doubts that a lot of people had on him, I thought the exact same thing. And yeah. he has proven all of us wrong. And so I, I am on the Lamar Jackson train. I think he's a really good quarterback. I am too. I, I I've always sorry, kind of go. tended to be on on it. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or be like, man, I was right. But like, I just think an underrated aspect to talk about this on the NBA draft is we underrate that guys who are really good at college football might be really good in the NFL too. Or yeah. in the NBA. I think sometimes yeah. we like obsess over those other things that don't matter as much as like, can this guy play with Lamar Jackson? Like he can play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that defense is good. And I think the offense is really, there's a well-oiled machine. They have a really f- smart coaching staff front office and they just build that team. Lamar Jackson's not the best passer, but he's good enough. And they build something around him into his strengths. That team is catered to him. Yeah, and they arguably have one of the best tight ends in Mark Andrews as well. He's a beast. So, you know, you have the Travis Kelseys. You yeah. have the Greg Kittles. Is it Greg Kittle, right? George. George Kittle. Okay, that's what I said Greg Kittle. I was like, what? I was thinking Greg Olson for some reason. Yeah. Um, George Kittle. You have the Hawk- TJ Hawkinsons. Mm-hmm. But I think Mark Andrews – it's definitely on that tier, and he was all yeah, pro. I think so. Too. So um, that's again. I don't think I'm really breaking news there, but and I'm excited to see if Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins has a really good year to complement Lamar Jackson. And yeah, so again, I don't think we're really breaking any ground. I don't think yeah. it's breaking news or shockingly controversial takes, but. Yeah, uh, Ravens at Ravens at the top there. So I'm interested to see if they can take a take a top the AFC North. So that'll be a fun division to keep an eye on. But yeah. I say let's go AFC South and finish off with AFC West. Yeah, we can go try think, to get quicker through these. Yeah, because I think the AFC West is going to be the most entertaining division yeah. in all the AFC South NFL. probably the least. Yeah. So do we each just want to go four, three, two, one, like our own, explain quickly why we have them there? And then move well, the next person. Yeah, why don't why don't you go? Why don't you okay. go first then? And I'll just follow. I'm gonna go four in the AFC set. We're going AFC separate. Correct. Okay. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go with the Texans. Um, Shocking. Because they're not great. And I'm not <laughs> a big Lovey Smith believer who's their head coach. I'm not really buying into Davis Mills a ton. Or at least I want to wait and see on him. Um, no. And they're just rebuilding. They don't really have much right now. And they're stupidly run because – they took people from the Patriots organization. They're like, this is smart. Um, and then third, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I think they're a little better because I think Doug Peterson's a pretty good coach. I think Trevor Lawrence is a fine quarterback. He was just put in literally the worst position, <laughs> arguably ever amongst the quarterback their rookie year, besides Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns quarterbacks. Um, they got some talent there. Um, you're going to have some wide receivers that are pretty good. You're going to have, you know, a running back in um, ETN who missed his entire rookie year, who was his college running back too, um, mm-hmm. along with 
their other running back, they kept playing Carlos Hyde last year. Like Urban Meyer was obsessed with Carlos Hyde. And I remember Jaguars fans were just so pissed off that they kept playing freaking Carlos Hyde um, <laughs> over James Robinson, who's another good back as well. So I think, I think they'll be poor, but a little better than the Texans. Um, second, I'm going to go with the Titans because I think the, the wheels start to come off the Ryan Tannehill train. And also I think the, we're just going to give our running back the ball 50 times a game is going to kind of hurt them because I usually, when a running back gets injured, they don't come back. Which happens quite a bit. (laughs) Yes. Um, they usually continue to get injured. So I'm going to say, I'm not saying that Derrick Henry ends up just like falling off a cliff, but I think that Tannehill being forced to carry a little bit more doesn't really work for him. Not a believer. Mm. And I think first is the Colts because I feel like they've been, since Andrew Luck, they've been ready to be good. Like with Andrew Luck, they're poised to be like a Super Bowl contending team. Um I think that they just haven't had quarterbacks that have been quite good enough. And I think Matt Ryan's the perfect fit. And so I'm going to go with the Colts to win the division. Yeah. Uh, I will not change your rankings because that's where I'm at. You know, I think Texans, that's just a really struggling organization right now. And uh, again, I think Mills is going to have a lot of pressure oh, on him and it's going to be a tough, it's a tough task to take for sure. And other than that, I really don't know a ton about the Texans and honestly, I'm not all that interested. Um, so I, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm just not, I think the Jaguars, like you said, are going to be better, but they're going to be growing still. I could see the Jaguars in three years, maybe two years, two or three years, being a a playoff team. Yeah, Not like some exceptional team, but I could see them making the playoffs, getting the right weapons. I think they're trending in that right direction as well. I think getting rid of Urban Meyer was the best thing that could have happened. It was clear that he didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I think the Titans. So my theory is that I think the Titans will be second. I think when you have such a dominant running back like Derrick Henry, you are going to try as a defensive coordinator going up against that offense. You're not even worried about Tannehill. In fact, you want Ryan Tannehill to say, I'm going to beat you. Like, you're going to force Ryan Tannehill, and you're going to tell him, beat us. (laughs) Like, but you'll not beat us rushing. And so I think similarly, they're going to to what is going to happen in Pittsburgh, where they're going to force Pickett or Trubisky to beat them, beat the defenses with their arms. It's going to be the same Tannehill. And – I think this is the year he gets exposed. And not only because I think he's a fine quarterback. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's bad. But also you lost Julio Jones and you don't have A.J. Brown. (laughs) So you're really relying on Derrick Henry, the running game and Derrick Henry. And also, sorry, back to my Derrick Henry point, teams are going to figure out how to stop it eventually. Yeah. You know, you don't have a, a Mahomes or a Brady or a Josh Allen behind yeah. center. You have Ryan Tannehill. And I'm sorry, he doesn't doesn't make defensive coordinators not sleep at night. They're not yeah. trembling at that name like they are those other big names. So yeah. I agree. And then I could not agree more with you what you said about the Colts. I think they're the best team in that division and but I think uh, the whole AFC they're like middle of the pack but just the nature of divisions yeah uh, 
I think Matt Ryan is going to be his riding off into the sunset. Going to have a year, maybe two good years in Indianapolis. I love Pittman, Pittman yeah. Jr. I think Jonathan Taylor obviously proves that he's top three running back. If not the top, you know, he's yeah, definitely I put him their second. Best. I'm still going to give it to Derrick Henry, but Jonathan yeah, Taylor, yeah, Derrick Henry. I think Jonathan Taylor provides more of like a receiving option as well than Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, but although Matt Ryan's getting old, uh, mm-hmm. I think he still has a little bit left in the tank, and I think yeah. uh, I think they'll win ten games. Yeah, which will be enough to send them to the playoffs, obviously. So, all right, and then AFC West. If I'm being honest, I don't even know. I don't even know. I think, I think, all four teams in the FC West could win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very stacked conference. So I'm just gonna go four, three, two, one. So I'm gonna go Broncos four, Raiders three, Chargers two. Chiefs won. Mm-hmm. And so my reasoning, Broncos at four, obviously their biggest issue last year and the past couple of years was they don't even have they did not even have a quarterback. But now you have their biggest free agent pickup probably ever in their existence. I can't think of or uh, maybe Peyton Manning. That was a pretty big pickup. Yeah, besides that. Yeah, but you pick up it's, it's Russell Wilson. It's a similar Wilson. type move. Yeah, you're picking up Russell Wilson, an experienced quarterback who's proven to be good, who has won the Super Bowl and been to a couple. Mm-hmm. Although I think Russell Wilson is very good. Again, it's a new system. It's a whole new conference and schedule and opponents and you know it's not like he's going to be playing the cardinals and the niners and the rams which although those teams are good they're not going to be as explosive as the afc west in my opinion so yeah you know but also that being said i put them last but they could very well win the division as well. I think it's very much anyone's division. So I think just for the fact that Russell Wilson is going to be in a new place, that's why I'm putting them at four. I'm going to put the Raiders, you know, I put the Raiders at three because their biggest pickup was Devontae Smith. Adams. Adams, gosh. Who's Devontae Smith? I ain't. Uh, Eagles, Heisman. Oh, yeah. Another – wide receiver named Devontae. Hey, this this is just bad podcasting. I'm just saying random names, you know. But I I but they pick up Devontae Adams. Probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, he's he's probably the best. If he's not the best, he's top three, top five for sure. No yeah. question. Yeah. Other than that though, I'm not sure how much I buy into Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's inconsistent. I think he is very much going to be – he's going to have some games where he's going to look like the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's going to have some games where he's going to be a backup in most teams, you know. And so – and although they made the playoffs, despite all their coaching and off-the-team problems and issues, I still think that's going to be an issue. You know, you're going to have a new – you have a newish coach, and now this coach is going to start implementing his system. 
start in- implementing his culture. And again, I think the Raiders are good and they could, yeah. you know, win the division that's for all system, I know, but, that's but I don't think culture has failed everywhere, but we have to keep pretending that it works. Yeah. And so I'm putting the Raiders at two. So, or sorry, at three, and then I'm putting the Chargers at two. That's my team. Um, I don't think that's a far-fetched – I think it's a very fair assessment. Yeah, Obviously, I think the Chargers offense is one of the best offenses in the league. You have Herbert. You have um, um, Eckler. Eckler. I was about to say Eckhart. Gosh. Um, I can't say – that they're my team and not say the running back's name, uh, Austin, Austin Eckler. I didn't even say, I said, Aaron, I am all kinds of bad. So yeah, you have Austin Eckler, you have, uh, wide receivers like Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen who are, they're kind of opposite in the sense of like their style wide receiver, but they complement each other so well and they complement that offense. So great. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Herbert, is can as long as he has a receiver that runs the right route, he'll get the ball to him. He's a great quarterback. Um, and I think the defense has kind of been the issue there in Los Angeles and with the Chargers, but they picking up Khalil Mack and you know, you're getting JC Jackson and now um, signing what signing Kyle Van Noy. Another BYU guy, but also an experienced linebacker with the Patriots and, and Super Bowl winner. I, I think they're making the right moves, and I I'm excited. You know, I don't think they'll be quite the Chiefs, which is why I have them at one. Even they're losing Tyree Kill, you still have the best quarterback, or you have the best quarterback in that division. You have the best quarterback in that conference potentially it's between him and Josh Allen and he's a top three with the, uh, with Brady, those two and Brady. And so, you know, you lose Tyree kill, but Andy Reed is a great coach. And so he's going to make something work. I think the chargers Staley will Staley is going to still have some, some moments where it's like, what are you doing? It seemed to be last year when the Chargers could have made the playoffs with the Raiders. And it seemed like that was going to be the case, but Staley calls a timeout and goes for, goes for that win. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. We lost Ben there for a second, but now we're back. Um, missed you but I was just saying I think Will Staley's the, the inferior coach and Andy Reid's the better coach and I think he's the best coach I think he's the best coach in that division which is funny I'm looking at all these different like websites and platforms about all these different predictions that these uh, each media outlet has and they have the AFC West they have the Chiefs going ten and seven, the Raiders going ten and seven, the Broncos going ten and seven, and the Chargers going eleven and six. Is that even possible to happen in the division? Or everyone yeah. just wins ten and eleven games? I mean, I guess it's possible, but I don't yeah, see Yeah, I mean, I doubt it happens. Someone's gonna someone's gonna do a little worse than you think and win six, seven. Um, I think for me, I, I'm close to what you have. I have the Raiders last because I'm not necessarily, I think Josh McDaniels is good from a schematic standpoint. Um, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. The issue is I think they overachieved last year. I think they rode a coach that was working, a guy they really, like, fought for. And I think it's a mistake that they did not keep him, Rich Basile. Um, 
And so I'm not even saying like Josh McDaniels, like it makes sense on paper, but I just feel like you kind of have to ride with what was working. And again, I think Derek, as you were saying about Derek Carr, I think Derek Carr's good, but like, I think he's easily the worst quarterback in the division, in my opinion. Um, And then third, I'm going to go the Broncos. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit another new head coach with a new quarterback. Very true. Um, Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. I am a believer. They grabbed the offensive coordinator from the Packers, who I think will be good for them. I think they'll be pretty good, but I think the Chargers and Chiefs are better. I'll have the Chargers at second because I think they should have been above the Raiders last year and just kind of screwed up that last game. Um, So I think that they're able to make it in. They're able to actually finally like make some noise maybe in the playoffs potentially as well. Um, I love that they have an aggressive coach. They have a great quarterback um, added star pieces to the defense. The defense should be fantastic as well. And then, yeah, one, I'm going with the Chiefs for obvious reasons, kind of like the Bills. There's nothing more to say. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be an exciting division to watch as well. And like I said, probably the most entertaining one in the NFL in regards yeah. to you have really good offenses going up against good defenses, and it is it's going to be fun. So – uh, I think I think we'll hold. I think it's. I think we've been at this for quite a bit, and we can do our part two with the NFC in our next episode. Yeah, but, and we can do playoffs as well. Yeah, and then time. we'll dive a little. Yeah, we'll, and then we'll start to dive a little deeper. But yeah, thanks for listening today. We. Uh, uh, is there anyone you want to shout out, Ben, or, or are you? Uh, no. Well, I like him good. Ed Lamb, Tuiaki, Jacoby Brissett. Our uh, main listeners. Our main listeners. Sarah yeah. and Chelsea, as always. So, all right. And then we'll just call it that. All right. See you guys.